Welcome to Screw the Hierarchy, episode 73. This is Deb Falzoy, and this week I'm talking all about U.S. laws and international laws around workplace bullying in preparation for our virtual hearing in Massachusetts on Tuesday, June 22nd. I hope you'll join us to testify in support of this incredibly important bill. Are you ready to hear more about it? More after this. If you're a target of workplace abuse and want to break free of the grips of abusive power, you've found your place. I'm your host, Deb Falzoy, and the podcast begins now. So we have coming up on Tuesday, June 22nd at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, a virtual hearing for the Dignity at Work Act in Massachusetts. And I will put a link in the description to sign up for to testify at this virtual hearing. The deadline to sign up is actually this Wednesday, June 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and you can testify whether or not you live or work in Massachusetts. Um, you have three minutes to either share your story or share your insights on workplace abuse in order to give protections to workers in Massachusetts. And hopefully that will have a domino effect across the country as we uh, roll out this Dignity at Work Act in more and more states. So I want to talk today about U.S. laws against workplace abuse and international laws. So you can understand sort of how this effort fits into a national and international landscape. Um, And this information comes from Dr. Jerry Carbo, who I work with on the National Workplace Bullying Coalition. So he says that the U.S. has one of the weakest systems of employee protections of any industrialized country in the world. So when we look at the ITUC 2020 Global Rights Index, we can see that they've found the U.S. to be one of the worst of any industrialized or advanced economy for violation of workers' rights. So the current legal system in in the U.S. allows employers to violate employee rights with impunity, and there are many rights that are simply not legally protected. And when they do, where they do exist, there's generally either lax enforcement or weak penalties. And this is all supported by funding getting slashed over the last three decades for um, the EEOC, which is the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the Department of Labor, and OSHA, the Occupational Safety and Health Agency. So we see during COVID that, that far too many employers have looked to violate even the few rights that are protected in the U.S. And the coalition did a study with uh, mostly teachers and and numerous laws that are in place that school administrators were violating left and right. And for a copy of that study, which I'm not going to get into, or the results of that study, um, you can go to dignityatworkact.org and in the drop down, the first drop down, find. Um, the results of that study, but basically, you know, employers have been forcing workers into conditions that they feel are unsafe during COVID and retaliating against them for speaking up or walking out, um, for trying to have a voice in their own life or death situation. 
And this, this runs the gamut, like I said, from teachers to highly paid doctors to lower, lower wage essential workers. Um, even though, you know, we consider them essential workers, they're actually just essential jobs. We're not treating the workers as if they're essential. So employees are, are put in these positions where they're forced to choose between financial harm or even financial ruin by leaving their job or putting their lives at risk, literally with a, with a, uh, potentially lethal virus in order to pay their bills and, um, put food on the table. So here's Jerry's analysis of the, uh, current rights in, um, the U S when it comes to workplace bullying. And he's, he says first, he sets the first a baseline of what we need. So he says to prevent bullying in the workplace and to protect employees' right to dignity, we need a strong law with strong enforcement. So it must assure that all workers, it must assure all workers the right to dignity in their workplace. It must assure that all forms of workplace bullying are prohibited and actionable. It must assure that all targets of workplace bullying have access to an appropriate and complete remedy. And it must assure incentive for employers to take steps to prevent, detect, remedy, and eliminate workplace bullying. So he also says that union union density hovers around 10% in the U.S. So that means that not everyone has union protections. In fact, a small percentage of workers have union protections. And even when they do... Um, we're not always seeing a union backing around this issue. So Jerry looks to Puerto Rico's law as, as something with teeth in a U.S. territory, and this is Puerto Rico's law to prohibit and prevent workplace harassment as the first comprehensive workplace anti-bullying law in the United States. So it's a fairly recent bill to pass, and... Um, it builds on their strong employment laws and as well as their constitution, which recognizes and protects basic human rights, including dignity. And Jerry says it meets four of the most of the four requirements of any effective bill to address workplace bullying. So the first one is that it assures all workers the right to dignity in their workplace. So for the most part, U.S. employment law is based around a negative rights standard. So the like the right to be free from XYZ. The problem with this standard is that abusive employers can always find ways to impact employees, you know, negatively. They'll just find a different tactic. So number two is that all forms of workplace bullying are prohibited and actionable. So this Puerto Rico law lays out examples of bullying behaviors and adopts a, quote, totality of the circumstances standard. We also see indicators in the purpose statement of the law that show that workplace bullying will be broadly construed. And, you know, this, this, that construing of the law will, you know, depend on interpretations in the courts. Um, But employer side law firms have interpreted the law as establishing an and or standard of malicious, abusive, arbitrary, unreasonable, or capricious behavior. Number three is that all targets of workplace bullying have access to an appropriate and complete remedy. 
So the focus is about incentivizing employers to prevent and eliminate harassment, which are important goals. And there's also an indicator that the law will allow for compensation for a broad range of damages, and these damages will be compensated at double the amount of actual damages. Um, And number four is that the law provides a strong incentive through, through penalties for employers to take steps to prevent, detect, remedy, and eliminate workplace bullying. So it provides strong incentives for employers to address workplace harassment, including civil liability, if employers do not take necessary steps to address workplace bullying for supervisor actions and for all bullying they know or should have known of unless they take immediate and appropriate actions to correct the harassment. Employers are also liable for double damages under the law. So employers, but not bullies, can avoid liability. So that's the strongest piece of legislation that has been enacted in a U.S. territory, but there are also laws in three U.S. states that promote bully-free workplaces, but there is no enforcement mechanism for any of them, and they aren't effective. So California has passed a training law. There's no enforcement. There's no data to even uh, check the enforcement. There's, There's nothing being done to make sure that employees are following this policy. Utah has a similar law for state agencies only, and Tennessee has a law that grants immunity for to employers if they adopt a model policy, but there's no direct cause of action for targets. So um, the bill does have a strong model policy that employers must adopt to have broad immunity, but too often, employers just don't enforce their own policies. So our goal with the Dignity at Work Act is to adopt strong laws that mirror or exceed these laws, um, or I should say that mirror the Puerto Rico law or exceed it, and as well as laws that have, you know, strong enforcement, have a positive rights approach that assures basic human rights and dignity at work, prohibiting all forms of workplace bullying and avoiding limiting language such as malice, intent, or repetitiveness that really can kind of restrict or um, restrict people's rights, but also eliminate uh, forms of workplace bullying that are, in fact, harmful. It should recognize and provide remedies for a broad range of harm caused. So this should be going beyond health harm in the of physical or psychological, emotional, um, but also include economical, career harms, anything that reverberates out to families or communities as long as there is some kind of damage. Um, and it must provide clear recourse for targets of workplace bullying, clear incent- incentives for employers to, as I've said, prevent, detect, remedy, and eliminate workplace bullying. So now we can look to what's happening internationally. So there are countries and and provinces that have strong laws about this. We'll look to um, Sweden, we'll look to France, Belgium, Canada, um, and I'll just give you kind of a brief rundown of of Dr. Jerry Carbo's uh, analysis of these um, 
countries. So we'll start with Sweden because it was the first piece of legislation passed to address workplace bullying. It was called Sweden's 1993 Ordinance Concerning Victimization at Work. And it's comprehensive. It addresses a variety of forms of workplace bullying, and it places an affirmative and preventative duty on the employer. It recognizes both individual and organizational forms of bullying, and employers are obligated to assure that work is organized in such a way as to prevent bullying behaviors from occurring. It's the 10th easiest country to do business in, according to the World Bank, and Sweden citizens rank as the seventh happiest in the world, according to the World Happiness Index. Then in 2002, which is about a decade later, almost a decade later, France passed the social modernization law that prohibits moral harassment in the workplace under both their labor and criminal laws. So like the the Dignity at Work Act, this law stresses the protection of workers' dignity in the workplace, and employers are required to take, quote, all necessary steps to prevent what they call moral harassment in their workplaces and have been found strictly liable for harassment that occurs in their workplaces. The law recognizes that such harassment can cause harm to a target psychologically, physically, and or professionally. Then we have Belgium. Belgium. So the Belgian law that addresses this issue is broad in terms of coverage and places the responsibility on employers to take all necessary steps to prevent, detect, remedy, and eliminate workplace bullying. And like the Dignity at Work Act, it focuses on the protection of worker dignity, a common thread to both statutory and common law approaches to address bullying. And then lastly, we'll talk about Canada. So under the revised statutes of Quebec, section 81.19, every employee has a right to a work environment free from psychological harassment, and every employer must take reasonable action to prevent and stop psychological harassment. And it even um, defines psychological harassment. So those are the four uh, areas or, or, you know, states and regions that we'll cover today. Um, but in the UK and Germany, common law standards have been extended to address workplace bullying. In the UK, the effort led to protection for worker dignity through their labor relations processes, as well as common law cases. And in Germany, workplace bullying has been interpreted as a violation of their general jurisprudence system and their labor code, which prohibits harassment that has the purpose of effect of violating the dignity of a person. In Australia and in Alberta, um, OSH standards are used to address workplace bullying. So even though we don't have protect a, a law passed in any U.S. state, we can look to U.S. territories and other, you know, abroad to, to look for uh, worker protections that work regarding workplace bullying. So as I've said, we have a virtual hearing coming up in Massachusetts on June 22nd. It's a Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, we have a training coming up for it, too. So you can learn, you know, you can ask questions. You can kind of learn the ropes. Um, like I said, there's a three-minute cap on your testimony. They they do time you, so you want to make sure that you have practiced 
that you've written out your um, testimony and you can also submit written testimony as well as pre-recorded video testimony. So we hope you'll join us. We need an army behind us. We need the power of numbers to say that we have had enough of this behavior and that we deserve rights. We deserve safe workplaces. Thank you for listening to Screw the Hierarchy. If you feel like you need more help, I have a free guide to recovery steps at dignitytogether.org targets and a sign up for daily boosts through your inbox at the same place. All of the content in this podcast was created and edited by yours truly, Deb Falzoy, and the music you heard is from Kevin McLeod. All right, have a wonderful rest of your week and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.